This is the talk of Music City Real Estate. Welcome back to another episode of The Talk of Music City Real Estate. Where we educate and motivate all things real estate. My name is Monty Moore with Realty One Group Music City. Hey, and I'm Carrie Ann with CMD Financial and My Mortgage Team. Every week we'll be posting a new episode chock full of Nashville real estate value. Yes, and you can follow along and subscribe at talkmusiccity.com. Got a question for us? Ask away at talkmusiccity.com. That's questions at talkmusiccity.com. Monty! Carrie Ann, it's been a little while since we've uh, had the privilege, but I'm so excited to introduce to you today a guy who uh, I was just, you know, t- talking earlier that this is one of the brightest minds in the real estate industry. I love that. And the wittiest as well. So good. Justin Beach. Welcome, welcome to the crowd, brother. You've oversold it already. <laughs> good. No pressure there now, huh? Yeah. All right. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. So Judson is one of our uh, awesome uh members at realty one group music city i i i mean that uh, judson you know you always um every time i talk with you i walk away with you know I, I feel like okay here's a really thoughtful guy who's really not just another smiling face at realty one group music city but somebody who is intentional in his behavior he's developing a a following of uh, consumers that have no like and trust him at a high level and part okay. of the reason for that he's i was just sharing he he writes his own email monthly is it monthly or is it monthly monthly i can't imagine doing something that significant any more than once a month it were i mean it's just incredible but justin before we get into why we should uh listen to uh, our our viewers should listen to what you might have to share tell us a little bit more about you what did you do before real estate how come real estate you know tell us a little bit about you would you well, like like most people, I used to be a professional ballet dancer. <laughs> uh, He's a comedian too. Love it. No, but this is true. Oh no! Wait, really? It's no, true. I'm not pulling your leg. Oh my god! Do you wear a ballerina? I, w- I was. Oh my god! <laughs> I love it. me to Nashville. I used to dance for the Nashville Ballet. Oh no way! Yep. That's amazing. Yep. Not just a pretty face. <laughs> <laughs> Talent. No. Um, so I did that for eight years. Uh, moved here in 2010. Um, have a great community through that. Yeah. Okay. Where are you from? I'm from Columbus, Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. Uh, so Midwestern work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, briefly lived in, in New York City. Okay. Uh, where I trained for uh, about a year there and then had the opportunity to come to Nashville, dance for the Nashville Ballet. Oh Met my, my wife. Gosh, She's a ballerina amazing. as well. Oh, wow. So good for me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so you guys just... Walk around the house like this all the time? What, what I mean, you might be <laughs> signing, we might be signing you up. <laughs> oh, we know Monty can dance. Yeah. You know, Carrie Ann's a dancer as well. Well, Monty oh, yeah. signed me up to dance. Yeah. yeah. So I'm a wedding dancer, like a wedding singer. I'm a wedding dancer type nice. of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, she did a great job. And we, then we, he we both, sent me into uh, ballroom dancing. So we, it was a good time. We both danced for the... Um, yeah, Nashville <laughs> Stars concept. I'm sorry. Yeah, for the, the, an amazing the, charity. The Nashville Stars, yeah. yeah. Or the Nashville... America, uh, Feed American First. Right, Feed American First, but it was for it was called the... Dancing with the Nashville Dance, Stars. Dancing there it with is. the Nashville Sounds Stars. Like There's what there it was. was. Okay, anyhow. Bing. It was memorable, clearly. <laughs> that was the it hardest was thing the I've hardest ever done thing in I've my ever life. Done. It was. Wow. I mean... I was all about elongating all things. I mean, you all, you know that. I mean, it's, it's, it's Step like, but, but she, you're trying she to changed, pull from your she back. She changed outfits in the middle of the floor as well. I'm a little extreme. Well, yeah. You know, she went thing. from, usually we do it backstage, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what kind of show you're doing. All right. Too funny. 
Hey, Jim, can you turn this up for me? Thank you so much. Um, but yeah, so that's amazing. So, so you made it to Nashville, which I love those stories because music brought me to Nashville. So there's yep. always something that brings you here, you yep. know, and then you fall into um, a really amazing career. So tell us the story about ballet dancing to real estate. Well, it was very intentional. I was driving for Uber after I'd retired. <laughs> and a gentleman in the back seat said, you ever thought about being a, um, like a loan officer? Oh, okay. And I said, what is that? And so I took a meeting with him and I was like, that seems really boring, but maybe I could make careful some. now. She's yeah. you know, the queen of loan officers. That's okay. <laughs> so I, she knows. I'm not, I, I make it fun. <laughs> but, but no, I said, you know, it seems like there could be a path uh, on the other side of that transaction mm-hmm. that I could be good at. Mm. Um, so then I explored that a little bit and talked to people I know, talked to our real estate agent. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, let's, let's try it. Um, and I tried it. And uh, it, when I was in real estate class, that was the week I found out my wife was pregnant with our daughter, so our first kid. Yeah. So I was like, I guess I have to do good. <laughs> I guess I have to do good. <laughs> you know, so that's how it's that's a good uh, That's a good uh, observation when you find that out. But, yeah. But everybody needs motivation. You know, back in the day when I was a broker uh, with Remax, uh, you know, the grand, grand poopa of that company at the time said, hey, you want your agents um, successful, tell them to go have a baby or buy a new car. You know, I was, yeah. I was leaning harder on the new car, you know, I, I, than having the baby. But yeah, I think yeah. the baby part probably worked well for you. Harder to sell the baby <laughs> in a pinch. <laughs> yeah. A pinch. So, yeah. Hey, yeah, I think you have another career, too, if, if real estate doesn't work. Or do that on the side, too, for more for Well, more you know, the thing about it is, you know, Carrie Ann, you know this. And Jim, you know this. that, And Judson, you certainly know this. But to be in real estate or anywhere near it. You do have to have a good sense of humor. You really, really do. You got to learn how to roll with the punches because you're not sure. The only thing consistent is change. And boy, do we know that. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, tell us. uh, So, okay. So what happened then? You know, you, you're in the backseat of an Uber car. You decide to, to, uh, maybe that's a good idea uh, to get into real estate. Tell us about, because right now, I don't know. How long have you been in the business? Five ish years. It's been five years. Okay. Nice. Well, you've been with us for to and you know, change almost half of that time and i've not seen somebody go from the place you were to the place you are can you uh before we get done today i want you to share about that because you know we always <clears throat> we always try to come from a place of abundance um <clears throat> justin you know that we try to share best practices we try to encourage this is directed to other real estate professionals and Unlike what some folks believe out there, you know, that keep their secrets, their best practices to their chest, I believe that there's enough for all of us here, especially as the market gets tougher and there's fewer of all of us, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that's just a reality of the situation. You know, I'm not, don't wish bad on anybody, uh, but we do try to come from a place of, of contribution and not just of survival. And so I, re- I really, before we're done here today, I want you to tell us what you would do if you were getting into business now, knowing what you know now, because you are. You're a student of the business, I am convinced, because I have had some really, really very intentional conversations with you that I'm thinking, holy cow, with my 39 years, if I knew, knew that at that level in the business, so I'd probably know what I'm doing today and instead of still figuring it mm-hmm. out. I always get curious because I, I look for athletes, which I would put dancing as an, kind of an, an athlete, right? So you're trained, you're used to training, you're used to learning all the things, different moves, et cetera. Do you think that has that previous world has anything to do with your ability to want to absorb more and, 
you know, learn where, where you speak of success leaves clues, right? So if you see someone else doing a dance move, you know, better than you, you follow that, you know, suit, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I, everything's going to be easier than that. I mean, that's one of the hardest things mm-hmm. to do. I mean, in terms of physical activities, I can only compare it to like golf because it's technical, uh-huh. deeply technical, but it's also... It's got to be a lot more difficult than golf. I well, guess. I don't know. If you've golfed with me, you'd say, but golf's pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> but but it is, it's... it's So everything's easier than that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, well, if I did that, I'll figure this out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's different. And you, you know, you're talking about how I started. I started out being really bad, you know, because sure. I went from doing Most of us do. a silent art form where it's like, you're not allowed to talk to be like, now, what do you have to say? I was like, not a lot. Wow, right? I never thought of that before. You, as uh, a silent art right. form. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. Dance, yeah. So I can't like dance you to <laughs> figure out how we're doing it. So I wasn't good. Um, first six months, I didn't do any business. Um, I think a lot of people have a similar experience. So mm-hmm. it's not super unusual, but I did feel bad about myself. I feel like I'm, I stink, right? Right. Um, Finally well, you're got, probably pretty good at your trade, weren't you? I I'm thought guessing. I was okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got good, too, by the end. I felt like I was leaving at the top of my game. I didn't have to retire. I was young to retire. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to do something else. And so it was It was a kind of that dark period when you start it. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people go, oh, well, I'm obviously not good at this. I'm going to quit, and I'm not sure. going to do it. Yeah, that's why 87% of the people do before the third year. Yeah, and I was like, well, good, 87%. I don't feel so bad about that now. I'm going to quit like everybody else. Um, but I managed to scrape together a couple of um, clients at the beginning. And you know, you could do a whole series of podcasts on how to get your first client. Mm-hmm. But I think what you're curious about is like, how do you go from, I can kind of do this a little mm-hmm. to like, now it actually works and mm-hmm. this is my job. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was also not intentional. I know you keep saying how intentional I am. I, I think I was accidentally successful but for the right reasons and when i look back i go ah this is why it worked Mm. but that was not what i was trying to do um when you start in this business there's a real um cultural bubble it's like the hustle culture right Mm -hmm. of like i'm gonna build my business i'm gonna reach my dreams i'm Mm -hmm. gonna grow and i'm gonna succeed and that makes you i think for me it did really focus on me and my goal i have my business and Mm -hmm. i'm gonna succeed and i'm gonna make money that was not a good mindset for me to be in to help people in their transaction Mm. and i slowly figured out okay how do i let go of my outcome for me Mm -hmm. and when i really focused on what do my clients need need not to be successful in the transaction need right now mm-hmm. are you scared are you doing something new are you doing something difficult are mm-hmm. you doing something you don't want to be doing mm. well i can add value not by sending you oh, seven ways to manicure your lawn i'm going to be somebody who's a stable calm presence in your life they will wrap themselves around you from there mm. you know nobody wants to be in a transaction with somebody who's thinking about Oh, well, I'm thinking about my business today. Mm -hmm. That's not Mm -hmm. a great way to get up and go to work. So when I did that, not through any intention, I just sort of started to feel empathetic toward all of the calamities that were happening to all of my clients in the process Mm -hmm. because everything goes wrong in a real estate transaction. Oh, God, this is terrible. Mm -hmm. And I would just express empathy and be honest and go, you know, if, you know, you feel bad. I feel bad too. I understand how you're feeling. And that went a long way. And then 
you get referrals and then people trust you and it grows from there. Yeah, it's the nucleus, I think, of just staying true to who you are, right? And and you made that decision early on. That's kind of how you were going to lead your business. And I think that's that's a definitely a win. Um, the mind shift, I think, was huge. You brought, when you referenced that, where, you know, you kind of just shift on your, your focus. It's not you, it's them. You know, what do they need? Um, and I think we always talk about be the turtle, not the hare. That definitely allows you to be, you know, the the tortoise in this business you know the someone who's going to stay consistent and continue to do and rise above when the market is really good and or if the market's really bad so i think that's a win yeah i i mean i was really super impressed as you know uh jensen when i heard the story and i'd love for you to share it here um about the uh for sale by owner i think it was that you were calling and you talked him out of listing with you yeah i mean that, I thought a, that I thought that took some kahunas, dude. This is my classic <laughs> you know? sales strategy of telling people not to work with me. Uh, this is what I mean. I I don't think this honestly. I don't think a lot of this advice is maybe universally applicable, but it has worked for me. But, sure. but, I, but here's here's where I want you to talk about it because for multiple reasons. But one of them is because again, I think you did exactly what you just described. It wasn't about you. It wasn't yep. about your right. stats. It wasn't about your numbers. It was about being honest and being an advocate to a consumer that recognized that caused you to be different. Right. In a crowded world. And this was not the first time I had done this. So it doesn't always work like this. But, you know, you're doing calls for sale by owners and you you kind of give them your rundown and they give you their rundown. And this guy was generous enough to tell me what the actual situation Mm -hmm. was. And I got a little bit of time with him on the phone. And usually my brain would go, all right, we're making a connection here. This, we're going to close this thing. Mm-hmm. But I was listening to his work. I, I did the, the rare thing most agents don't do. Was I was actually listening to him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I don't think this guy needs to list this. I think he's got a situation that's going to work out. I, I don't, I'm not going to add any value in this transaction. So I told him, I said, look, as much as I'd love to list your house and do all this stuff, I think you just need to do plan A that you already have set up here and, um, you know, I'd love to work with you down the line. And here's all my info. And, da, 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 da. and he said, thanks. All right, great. Two months go by. What did you think you at yourself at that moment? Did you just say, well, that was stupid. Or did you did you were you did you have a conviction, a really a conviction about this is the right thing to do? Or is it you didn't really didn't maybe go that far with the thought? I don't know. Uh, I'm doing that so often where I'll just tell people, uh, yeah, you don't need to work with me. So. It was kind of just like another one of those, well, we'll see, that that didn't work out. But usually it doesn't work out, so you're like, yep, that's just how it goes. Right. Um, so I didn't think one way or the other about it. I didn't even follow up with him. That's that's how bad I was at this. I wasn't like, well, let's call and see how it worked out. I'm not a hero here. So he called me two months later and was like, hey, I, my son's doing some stuff, and I thought you could help him out. And this gentleman ended up being a very important piece of my business um and i i do think it helps if you come at every single opportunity with that okay if i was in their shoes how would i want someone to be taking care of me right Um, that it just seems obvious a little bit when you say it but in our again in our bubble you get really focused on, I got to produce these numbers. I got to do this. I got to hit these goals or I got to, you mm-hmm. know, whatever, pay my rent or whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you get knocked out of it fast. And I'm the first one who'll get knocked out of it. Mm-hmm. And then I can feel myself not doing good. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm, if I'm thinking about me when I'm on the phone, 
it doesn't ever go good. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not good enough at sales to be able to do it wrong. Mm-hmm. I have to do it from that perspective because I don't have whatever the background is that a lot of people have where they yeah. can just sales it out. I don't have it. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit more about that particular client. I don't remember. Uh, would you mind divulging as to, okay, that one conversation, what that grew into? I mean, tons <laughs> of stuff. And th- that have type you ever of measured thing, it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, without trying to commodify my clients too much, uh, but seven figures of business easily, you know, a lot of, I mean, more than that. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of business. Yeah. Um, but that happens, I'm telling you, all the time. Usually it's the ones where I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm out of it now. I'm taking myself out of it and going, okay, we're obviously not working together. But, you know, I do, this restaurant's really good. I, I know that in your neighborhood, we're just getting on something else. Mm-hmm. They'll give you a call, they'll give you a text and be like, hey, this didn't work out or my, my agent stinks and I fired him and what do you want to do? You something? found something mm-hmm. you can connect on. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. just try to be a real person, yeah. which isn't easy. It takes a lot of practice. <laughs> For me, it does. To be well, again, real. you can't went from a professional non-speaker to a, you know a professional speaker now to, to human beings and hearts. I think just being real though is key, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people call me up and um, say this lender, this lender, right? And so sometimes I just call the lender and walk them through how to do it because it makes it more sense. Yeah. I mean, I can, I know what they need to do. It's two buttons, you yeah. know. It's easy. It's the right thing to do, right? right. I think you just. You're raised to do the right thing. If your core beliefs is to always do the right thing, you you do that. Yep. And we are the ones that will stay and stand through this long career, you know, that they call real estate. So I think the people that have been doing it, like yourself, um, you know, thirty plus years, right? And there's forty, 40 plus December. years. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. Let's have another party every <laughs> December. It seems we celebrate, Monty. <laughs> Another yeah. birthday, another year. Most of the people estate. I work with, I tell them, "Look, I've been doing this longer than you've been on the planet." Yes, <laughs> you know, so. too funny. But if you th- if you talk to those folks, right, it really comes yep. down to just doing the right thing. I think you can also be driven. I think you mm-hmm. can be hungry. Um, you can still have that fire, right, and still sure. have all of that um, because that's my personality. Um, being right. a singer so i was talking right and being so that is my personality to be out that doesn't make one right one wrong but i do think both of us the core and i think the three is leading with our hearts right leading with what's right and right. and do, always doing um what's right coming from a place of contribution yeah like today no, they're alone called and i know it's would make more sense for him to be with my specific banker because it was more of a bank type of loan Yes, make the connection, and they're going to love you forever, you know, right. on that. And eventually, they'll have a mortgage type of need, you know. And so, you just continue to be the connector, I think, in all things, and I think that's wonderful. What um, ignited your thought to create a monthly email? I was writing, this is embarrassing, I was writing a recap for our uh, fantasy football league, <laughs> and I was spending entirely too much time on that. And it was way too good to be wasted on 12 people. And so I thought, okay, I, I, need, to, this. I need to do this in, in actually my money-making mm-hmm. area yeah. of my life. And uh, as soon as I started doing that, it was incredibly well-received. I was very grateful. And it's a fun outlet for me. I, it's fun to be creative. And um, it does keep you connected in an authentic way. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do that. Is I it think. a story? Like you're, when you talk about fantasy football re- recapping, like are we going down the... 
I don't know how I don't even understand all of that, but well, he I mean, he he gives you stats, he gives you personality, he gives you some oh, humor. Oh, I see. Okay, you know? it's, it's as an in, opportunity like, the for listings. me to make jokes. Yeah, mostly. <laughs> That's mostly what I'm doing. Have you yeah. been a comedian before? You like from your younger? Were you were always the jokester? Were you the class clown in high school? No, I wasn't. I wasn't the class <laughs> clown. Um, but I. Uh, this is very close to a bit from the office. I wasn't the class clown, but I was friends with the class clown. Okay. See? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So You're close enough. I was close. Yeah. yeah. I rubbed elbows. Exactly. With the class clown. Learned a lot. There you um, go. Too funny. I do think, I mean, it's such a stressful world we're in. You know, I'm blind in one eye because of the level of stress. You do have to wake up finding some sort of comic relief, you know, with, with what it is, even if it's about yourself, you know. And, and clearly this would happen. You know, I leave and the rates drop down. So I think I should go on vacation all the time for everybody. I think sake. you should too. I sounds think it, like it, it sounds like that's what it's needs settled. to happen. <laughs> I'm out of here. Too funny. But being, you know, I always talked about purchase centric. I was a purchase centric mortgage lender for years. And that kept me afloat when the, when the rates right rose, uh, because i always didn't focus on the refinances where that was easy for somebody, right? Sure. Kind of being very client centric is is so key you know people talk about it but there's one there's a different levels of that and it sounds like you very much are all about the value add the right thing to do within the with with the yeah, what are some of those value adds um when it comes to your your business well and I, I i think i get um just a totally different take on it than what most people are thinking for a value add mm-hmm. i know for me when i'm doing something that's hard or difficult or new the way I feel is usually very unsafe, no matter what it is. And if I'm getting guidance from someone, all I want, all I want is to feel safe. And it, you know, the word safe feels like, oh, danger. Not really, but it can feel like that, in a, mm-hmm. especially in a big purchase mm-hmm. like this. So if I can identify what does this person in front of me need to feel safe in the transaction, um, getting that information quickly mm-hmm. and they'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll tell you all sorts of things that seem like, what are you talking about? You know, they're talking about their grandma is sick and all this stuff. But that's not usually what it's about. Usually it's about some deeper anxiety that's attached to doing something that's hard or difficult or new. Um, and what I used to do is I used to mirror that anxiety. So yeah, you're right. This is, I hear you. This is so stressful. Mm-hmm. But what I try to work toward doing is without rejecting their feelings, mm-hmm. to say, I acknowledge those feelings and we have this and this and this information. Mm-hmm. And this is where I've tried to make a leap in my personal life and in my business is to go, okay, instead of spending my time anxiously trying to foresee every problem that will happen, because I was good at that. That was, I, I could pour hours into foreseeing problems mm-hmm. that could happen. So go, all right, I have the confidence that I'm going to be able to solve these problems in real time. I have the experience that I'm able to solve these problems in real time. If you come at your transaction with that energy, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, mm-hmm. the clients go, okay, well, this guy's, we'll figure it out. They'll, they'll reflect that back to you. Mm-hmm. He's going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And if you actually believe that, it takes a minute to believe that. Mm-hmm. So it took me a while because I used to be like, this could fall apart at any minute you know (laughs) but now i do i think i do genuinely believe in most circumstances Mm -hmm. if if something's gonna fail like truly fail like this is gonna fall apart 
it will be after we've exhausted every, every reasonable option. Yeah. option. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't feel as attached to the failure of that. You know, so I, I failed them. I would take it really hard. But now it's like, okay, there are some things that are out of your control. When it comes up, you're going to do everything you know to do. Mm-hmm. And you're going to do the right thing. And so I don't have that anxiety. And I'm not mirroring their anxiety. And we're not getting in this anxious spiral. Mm-hmm. We can kind of keep it, okay, it's safe. I'm going to take care of you. And again, it's like they just wrap themselves around you. Because then they're texting me and calling me months later about stuff that has nothing to do with real estate. Because now I'm a person they feel safe with. Yeah, Can you help me? buying a new car. What do you think I should do? Just anything that's adjacent to anything in life. They'll say, this is someone I'm safe with. And I'm happy to do that. That means I know I did a good job. Yeah. That that is is huge. That is amazing. That's a big deal. There's a difference between two different types of confidences, right? One that's with ego-driven, you know, and one that you just... You can feel it in the room that they they will they they know things they have right. the experience right they know um, and they're going to do the right thing so well, having uh, that authority I think he's talking about building authority in the minds of the of his circle and that's a huge deal uh, first of all coming from a place of contribution what's best for them not what's best for your numbers but coming as a problem solver and uh, whatever the problem is we can probably overcome that and having that confidence I think that's a big deal. Uh, Carrie Ann, you do that all the time. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I do think it comes <clears throat> with. It didn't come overnight, um, but when no. she got more experience, it, yeah, you knew the solution. So the, most people the don't know. Is, is key, but the experience comes with doing this business, right? The scenarios of Michael and John and Sue and you know Carol, like you just this the storyline continues, and then you know, hey, how you got through that problem with this last client you know and um i can already pave the way for you you know Mm -hmm. and make the experience one that um it can be as smooth as as it can be right and or you can already say hey we're about to walk into some bumpy territory you know and let's already think two steps ahead you know on on that and what is that going to look like you know when it comes to interest rates that's a big discussion right now which causes a lot of anxiety for some folks they want a house but they don't know how to get the payment into that comfortable zone you know that can create i always say create comfort and confidence you know even an affordability you know aspect of it and so how do we navigate you know, and walk them through that. Yeah. Um, and I do think it takes slowing down, you know, and the education we become, um, you've got another amazing, you know, real estate agent, part of your family that focuses on being that teacher, right? Mm-hmm. And leading with um, education. I think that's what we do too, right. you well, know? I, and that's exactly right. If you don't have that, if you're at the point in your business where you, I, I, that doesn't sound like me yet. Find a Monty, find mm-hmm. somebody. Cause that was the, the thing that made my decision so easy to go from where I was to where I am in terms of brokerages, I was like, okay, this guy's got that. And I didn't, I couldn't have put my finger on it at the time, but it was, okay, it, we're going to figure it out. You mm-hmm. know, we'll, we'll do something and figure it out. Mm-hmm. That is invaluable. And then if you don't have it, attach yourself to somebody who does, mm-hmm. and then you slowly get it, right? And then you can, maybe you give it to somebody else. Maybe keep it for yourself. Yeah, I mean, going even back to, it's interesting, like even your previous world of dancing you know when you dance with another it's awkward possibly at the beginning right and then all of a sudden it becomes smoother and smoother and smoother right it's just the same concept of doing over and over and over again um and then you know practicing i mean this is a craft right i mean we are doing Mm -hmm. you know and you should practice it you should be prepared for any opportunity that crosses your path whether that is somebody with a lot of emotion a lot of anxiety a lot of loudness 
however, that's a different word for anger. <laughs> we see it all within this business, right? Mm-hmm. But how can you? And those are just the calm? agents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think you know, waking up and reminding yourself why you got in this business was not just to make a dollar, right? It was to truly make a difference. That's that's. I mean, people say that in this kind of what do they say cliche or whatever. But mm-hmm. when you start to lead with just solving problems daily right and um now for me it started becoming like a fun game where okay how quickly can i solve your problem you know how much how cost efficiently can i solve your problem like it becomes Mm -hmm. you know this thing where you're leveling up you know over and over and over again which makes it a win you know for for the consumer you know and, and the particular client i love that so you do your connection you do your email um you talked about some negotiations and things what was that well, first of all, again, back to the value add. You know, I, I don't think I've heard anybody articulate um, what you did today. When it comes, I mean, we, we hear about value add all the time. You know, it could be you know you get fifteen percent off at Home Depot or whatever. I mean, people I think go go there right. when it comes to value add. Oh, sure, like a okay? discount mm-hmm. rather than being the problem solver, rather than being the comforter to some degree, rather than being the advocate, being the the guide who's going to get them through the jungle of you know, monsters that they don't know about because he knows about them. You know, I love that. And I, I, I feel like I, I think that that's uh, one of the reasons why I love this so much is because that's what I feel like. That's what I try to do as the broker of this company. Right. Is I know I'll, I'll be okay because I'm, I, I've got, you know, 39 and a half years of momentum behind me. But I, the ones I'm concerned about are our agents and assuring them, look, it's going to be okay. You know, there it's a, I mean, it's a sad thing for some agents that are going to get out of the business, but it's going to be okay. You know, we're going to, we're going to maneuver through here. We're going to, you know, maybe do use different tools or different concepts, different ideas. We're going to, sometimes I, I send out stuff just to encourage the person's heart, you know, knowing that if they're strong here, they can win the battle here, mm-hmm. you know, this kind of thing. But, but I, I love that, Judson. I love that. So what, what is, when you think negotiating, let's talk about that topic for a minute well this is something that i uh, was very into when i first got in the business you know i'm reading i'll never split the difference i'm doing all this i'm gonna be the greatest negotiator on planet (laughs) yeah and then you get in the transaction you're like oh it's really not up to me so much usually ever what these things is the value can be affected by a billion different things outside your control Mm -hmm. but and this isn't to diminish yeah you're gonna negotiate for $5,000 here or $10,000 on something. But what I've found to be the most important negotiation is the negotiation between are we getting these two parties opposed to each other or are we getting these two parties pulling in the same direction? And the transactions, as you know, when the two parties are opposed to each other, it degrades the value of every single point in the process so much it can ruin the whole transaction. Mm-hmm. And what is that worth? What is the monetary value on that? To have everything ground to a halt. It makes everything so difficult. So what I try to encourage my clients to do is, and different clients come at this in different ways, because you have clients sometimes who are almost excited to be somewhat adversarial with the other side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, mm-hmm. they see fun in that. That's mm-hmm. part of it yeah. for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Depending on the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's, yeah. who's the lead dog? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It can be mm-hmm. it can be a little bit of like, yeah. oh, this is my opportunity to flex these muscles. And I yeah. get that. Pound the chest, yeah. It, you know, it's a little bit the impetus of how I was starting. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a great opportunity to 
negotiate. I'm going to squeeze value here and all this stuff. So getting those clients in particular on board with the idea that it's going to be so much better for you if they like you. That's Mm -hmm. more more than anything, we Mm -hmm. want them to like you. Mm -hmm. And if somebody feels disrespected is the biggest one for me. Mm -hmm. If somebody feels that feeling Mm -hmm. of, oh, you've disrespected me, Mm -hmm. besmirched me, it's over. Mm -hmm. Like it is over. Even if you close it, it was, you didn't get your best deal Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. Because there's so many points where you need the other people. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? You didn't get to go measure for your uh, washer and dryer because, because, yeah, you know, it's like, because of your behavior. And so if I can get us in that mindset of, okay, we're pulling in the same direction. Now we want to get a fair value Mm -hmm. and we want to at every opportunity be advocating for our value a hundred percent. But more important than that, we're all working toward the same outcome because it can turn so fast Mm -hmm. and you see it too, Mm -hmm. where it feels like we've got all the leverage in this. And then it's like, Oh, um, there was an error on my 2022 taxes and all of a sudden I'm not qualifying for the same. And it's like, Oh, okay. Right. We need them to give us $8,000 in closing costs, you know, 10 days before we close. So those type of things, massive value available. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's only so much you can do inside of a transaction where both parties are somewhat aware of market value. Mm -hmm. I mean, you see transactions where one party doesn't understand what's going on and somebody gets fleeced. And I mean, you see people trying to do it all the time, but that's not what you're trying to do. You're trying to have both people represented and we're working toward a fair transaction. A win-win. Yeah, a win-win. So that would be a big area I think is, and especially if we're talking to agents, like, I want every agent to be thinking like that too. Mm-hmm. Cause you do get an agent every once in a while. Who's not necessarily thinking like that. And it's not as much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we live in a very, very multicultural uh, world, uh, especially in Nashville uh, every day more so. And uh, fortunately or unfortunately, there are some cultures that, you know, people are not, everything is negotiated, mm-hmm. negotiated in their world. You know, everything is, and they come to this country and not think anything about, you know, grinding, and, you know, I've, I've tried to share with some of these f- folks, you know, we, we have 22 languages spoken on our, in our company, you know, so we are very multicultural. But if it's not a win-win, if it's leaning too, too, too strong on one side and you need a favor because, like you just said, you know, suddenly there's a delay or they need something. A real quick story. I had a, um, I, I had a listing, young couple, uh, first house from into this country, Mm-hmm. The the clients, uh, my sellers met them, fell in love with them. They were going to give them half of their furniture in their house. Wow! And I mean, they because they were downsizing dramatically and they didn't need all their stuff. But the last two weeks of that transaction were so brutal, just grinding and grinding and grinding. And then to cap it all off, when they put, took their washer and dryer out of the house. Oh my God, I'm not closing on this house until this room is painted because they painted down to the washer and dryer. They made monster thing out of this. <laughs> and at the closing, I said, well, folks, how did you want to handle the furniture and stuff? He goes, we'll burn that before we give it to them. We will burn everything we, we promised before we give it to them because we're so distraught over yep. the situation. Mm-hmm. And people lose sight of that. If you know, I always try to say, look, I know you're just, I know you're representing your side. I'm representing mine. And we're going to be professional in that process. But let's do this as well. Let's rise above that responsibility and let's do 
let's work for the integrity of the transaction so that everybody walks away feeling like a winner to some degree. Mm -hmm. Again, we're going to protect our interest, but if you're trying to get some blood out of that, it's going to come back and bite you. 100%. So, mm-hmm. I, I love the fact that you believe the same thing. We on that see topic. that in the lending side too, where it's just a very simple solution yeah. to fix this problem. Not sure why we are where we are today, right? Meaning we can easily fix that. And if I need to step in to fix it, you know, I can help, you know, and, and do that. Sometimes it's over such a minor dollar figure too, right. you know, it's, and, and if you think about, do you want this house, buyer? Yes, I do. Do you want to sell this home? Yes, I do, seller, right? Yep. And so agents, that was 30 days worth of work. You know, we're not going to lose that over, yep. you know, something, right? And then if we start again, that means we have to start with new interest rates and we mm-hmm. have to, it, there's a bigger story. I do think sometimes we get closed-minded on the small thing, right? And there's there's a bigger play there. So that comes back to what you were talking about with the, the experience, you know, and right. the confidence to know that no matter what and how big the challenge may be or the obstacle, you know, may be, we can work we can work through that if we if we have the right goal, you know, in in hand. So I love what you were talking too about kind of changing um, your mindset on how you wanted to do business. You know, we remind a lot of people out there what got us here won't get us there. So, you know, even for me being successful within I'm my that career. Book now, by the way. Yeah. I'm halfway through it. It's a great book. Yeah, I, it's one of those books you take your time with because you don't want it to get over with. This guy's got some wisdom. And and it's so true, right? So if you're waking up and you're listening to this and you say, well, you know, I want to be better tomorrow. I want to have a different type of career. You know, my career changed 10 years ago. I had a whole different mindset on how I was going to do. I was going to lead with value. I wasn't going to, you know, be one transaction. I was going to provide more and more and more. And it is okay if somebody comes and eats my food and drinks my drinks and never sends me a transaction because that's their choice. That's what they think is the right thing to do mm-hmm. has nothing to do with me. I'm going to continue to just continue to lead and provide to, and, and uh, to real estate agents. So huge. I love that, you know, and you can, you can wake up and decide that you're going to be different, you know, and start writing the email, right. If you wanted to do that, you know, create more humor, um, you know, be more um, consumer centric, you know, or, or mm-hmm. client centric. So I love that. Good yeah, stuff. Next time he sends one out, I'm going to send forward it to you. So you yeah, see what I'm talking about see. here. I've asked him now twice, hey, man, do you you mind if I send this out to the rest of the family of professionals? Because, you know, as an example of what we all want to strive to be, and that's a good communicator, but not just to the head, but to the heart. Um, I think the kids helping that, the pictures of the kids, of course, and the humor about yourself. And and anyhow, it keeps, like I shared with everybody this last time that you wrote, sent one out, um, that it not only uh, keeps people informed, but it keeps people entertained to the point they they're looking forward to the next time. Yeah, that's the key. And looking forward to the next time. You know, for two years in a row, 104 weeks in a row, I wrote for the Tennessean back when the paper was a thing, and it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. But every week, I had to write an article of 450 words that would bring people back again. Want want people to look at it again. Mm-hmm. So I understand that pressure. Yep. You know, and it's interesting because there's a version of social media, right? You welcome them into your world and they get to, you know, understand all the things. You need to figure out who your audience is, right? So for Mm -hmm. my audience, I'm open, 
I'm an open book, you know, with on social media because it's the real estate agents, right? I want them to know right. that I'm driven, that I'm a mom, you know, I'm trying to, mm-hmm. you know, work out at 46, you know, all the things. Um, I think you can bring that to a consumer basis too, which I love. So I'm snagging the idea because I think it's great because they should see not just a strong businesswoman. They should see all the other sides too, you know, of I could us. see you. I could see you creating a, a newsletter like uh, Judson has done, maybe sneak some ideas from him. Yeah. Well, hey, the best well, ideas <laughs> There's still an idea, my friend. One of the quick questions. <laughs> so, one of the quick questions I wanted, wanted to ask here, Judson, yeah. is yeah. how do you differentiate between a service provider and an entrepreneur? Well, it kind of goes back to what I was talking at the beginning. For me, it's my mindset, and when I'm an entrepreneur mindset, I'm not doing good, gotcha. and that is different for a lot of people. Gotcha. It took me a long time to figure out that is not the mindset I need to be in. You need to be crafty in that area. It's your business. Yeah. No. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Maybe this is wrong. No, Maybe. that's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm being overcome here. No, when I'm doing my best is when I'm in service provider mode. And so if I can get into that mindset, that means I'm doing the right thing. And I've had to sort of come to grips with the fact that there is a level you can get to in this business that is really tailored toward the entrepreneurial mindset. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is that something I need to learn? Is that something I want to do? Yeah. Is that a day I want like when I get up in the morning what I want to be thinking about and there are agents who are at a level where when they get up in the morning the first thing they think about is the business the running of the business the first thing I think about in the morning is the details of the services I'm providing for the people I'm working with and it's a different thing Mm -hmm. can you say that one more time that last part well so if there's some agents when you get to a level Mm -hmm. where the first thing they think about because this is so true is -hmm. the workings of the business that they're Mm -hmm. running and there are certain agents that they wake up and the first thing they think about is the services they're providing to the clients they're working with. If I'm working with an agent as a consumer, I want a service provider agent. Mm-hmm. Maybe other people don't. That's what I would want. Mm-hmm. That is what I do best. And so that is where I feel like I am. And I don't want to use the word stuck, but I do feel like I am positioned there sure i think if you go back to um when you dance the best you've ever danced right you're in that that mood that move and the groove or whatever yeah you get um, it. yeah and you feel yeah i got it because i know what it feels like when you're in that groove and and i'm like whoa it's going when i'm on stage you can see it right like you can see how fun when i'm at events and it just i'm super joyful also when i'm solving a problem on a transaction it's makes makes you know me really um level up to you know, want to do this tomorrow, et cetera, et cetera. I do think there's a nice combo um, because, again, you're working towards um, structuring something that'll last a super long time. Yep. And so, going back to um, somebody taught, like, you know, the entertainment world, right? You're on stage and then you're working on the business, right? You're on stage. So, when you're on stage, you're in that service mode, right? You're feeling it. You've got the flow. You're doing what you know brings you the most joy you work in the crowd or the or the grocery store right like meaning you're just you're providing all the goodness you know and you see that people are connecting with you in a way that is such a win right you can see it in their eyes and they're excited etc and then the maybe a couple days a week you putting structure around you know i'm putting this much money over here and i'm you know going to you know plan for a for a 
appreciation functions, right? That kind of work in the business piece right. too. I think when you put the two in place and you, it's a nice balance, um, I think that makes it even a, a bigger win, you know, and oh, there's yeah. nothing stopping you from even getting there and you possibly do that. I think you and I just like to be, I do, I think you like it too, where, you know, running a business is, you know, not the fun part of the business. Correct. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But for some people part. it is. Yeah. I mean, I, you meet, bump in it and it looks like that's great for those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think it goes back to the disc, right? So, you know, uh, are you right. a D or are you an I or are you an uh, S or I think, C? I think if I had to err on one side or the other, though, I think that coming from the heart and a, or the servant's mind, I, to me, honestly, um, and maybe it's because it's how I, I believe, but I really believe those who have a servant heart who come at this as a true service and, and a blessing and an honor to be able to earn the trust of someone's largest, one of their largest investments. Mm-hmm. To me, that's just, that's the biggest part of the whole experience, I think. But And you can see the heart in maybe your email versus something I receive in the mail that was just stuffed in an envelope, right? right? There's yeah. a difference of, of that it's very connection. Personal. I'm going to send you right. the next one and I'll send yeah. you Yeah, and I think we lead with that personalized touch. Um, I also think it's a win for you to re, um, re- get the referrals from others, right? So then it just kind of, you know, builds from there. Um, I think that's a, a, a win for sure. So love all that. Judson Beach, it's been an awesome uh, honor to have you yeah. here, brother. I mean, Thanks for having me. I'm glad you came. Well, how, how does somebody email you if they wanted to? It's my first and last name, Judson Veach at JudsonVeachHomes.com. Wow, and Veach is V-E-A-C-H. It is. And it's Judson with a D, right? J-U-D-S-O-N. Awesome. It's, it's a weird name. <laughs> and the question, last question, are the girls ballerinas, your, your daughters? I, I have one daughter and oh, one not daughter. yet. Not yet. I'm, so far, I'm winning that battle. <laughs> <laughs> and is your wife still a ballerina? Uh, she takes class, but now she's a therapist. Oh, I love that. Which we I love that. need that in our house. We do. Well, we, we, we all need a good therapist for yeah. sure. Well, thank you thank again, you, Judson. Judson. Really, truly Thank you, everybody, thank you. for joining us. Can't wait to have you come back. You've been listening to the talk of Music City Real Estate. 